Hello and welcome to the second Friends End podcast in which we'll be discussing all things Oxford United. We're here at the Boundary House in Abingdon and we'll meet every so often uh, just for a chat. We do have our swear box in the middle which is actually a half pint glass um, and uh, a few people tweeted in. Thanks very much for the tweets and just wanted just to introduce ourselves. So my name's Liam just so you can recognise the voice. I tend to get com- compared to David Mitchell quite a lot so enjoy that and we'll, we'll pass on round. Uh, I'm Kath, uh, you can recognise me because I'm the female voice, hopefully you recognise that. Uh, I'm Fraser, um, this is my voice, uh, I'm the, and I'm the sound guy. I'm Matt, I don't really have anything else to add, but uh, yeah, hello there. I'm Paul, and I'm Liam's brother. Um, and we, we have a second Liam, Liam too. Yeah, I'm Liam too. Yeah. Liam too. Yeah. Um, and, uh, well, I'm sure you'll notice through the, um, well, much quieter podcast, Joe, who was here last week, is not here this week. So um, please do tell people that you know to listen and get more people involved just so we can tell Joe next time how popular this one was compared to his one. Uh, so last time we started with previous games. Let's start with previous games this time. It's a, it's a good good way to start. We don't like to look too far back, which is handy because you go a few games back, we had a draw and two losses. And we're kind of going to gloss over those a, a touch. Not, not out of ignorance, but because uh, we've bounced back. Two losses in a row, whether that's from questionable refereeing decisions or poor performances, um, is another thing we've just got to move on. Yeah, absolutely, especially... I I think going away to Exeter um, immediately on the back of those two was the best thing we could have done Um, and getting a few away games in um, because it was that form at home was not good because it was the draw against Mansfield and the dropping points there before playing the teams around us so really to go and get to play away from home and then finally to get to play what turned out to be pretty much cannon fodder in York at home just to get that monkey off the back as well I thought it was the perfect set of results but also the perfect response from from the team because they could have got downhearted and Exeter could have been a much trickier and Wimbledon in particular could have been a really tricky game to go into and ended up fighting out of it and yeah yeah and points. I think we're looking at the time of the season now where there'll be three types of teams. Teams that are going for promotion, teams that are fighting off relegation, and teams that have nothing to fight for. Um, and in those those three wins in particular, you've got all of those. You've got Exeter that, with the first team we are playing, who it's probably a stretch. They're not going to get relegated, but it's probably a stretch to look up to playoffs. You've got the Wombles who are right there in the, in the middle of it on a great run of form. You've got York who were fighting for their lives um, and three wins. Completely different performances um, and like 10 goals. That's, that's quite good, I would say. <laughs> I would say so, but it's, it's, um, it's, it's a good thing to see. As you say, they're all quite different performances and against you know, very different sides where kind of you had to put in you know, slightly different performances. The fact that they were able to kind of you know, have that versatility, you know, first to put all that stuff behind them, but then to... to to kind of put in performances and get results against, you know, sides of all sorts of different different types. I think it shows, hopefully, yeah, that I think they are the real deal. It's the first time, really, I can remember. I, 
Appleton's definitely said at certain points throughout the season, we're going to start fast or we're going to start slow or whatever. But I think it's the first time he's gone, I didn't play this player because of who we were playing against. Um, and I did this because it was the wrong pitch. It was they play a certain way and all of that. And it completely changed what we've been doing all season. And what has shown to be working on the whole is the first time he's gone, because we're playing this team, we're going to do it completely differently on this pitch as well. So can only be a good thing, yes? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> it's also yeah. nice walking away from the stadium at, against York and um, seeing all the results come in when that, oh, that's that was such, it was a nice to win 4-0, despite not playing at our best, and still winning 4-0 was great, and then to see those results. Yeah, it was like the, two wins, wasn't it? Yeah, the Plymouth yeah, yeah. one came in late as well, so. Uh, which can move us quite nicely onto Plymouth, which, as we're recording this, is our last, uh, our most recent game. Um, two all. Now, I know that I personally was okay with this result. Uh, all you weren't, you were very angry because we'd gone ahead twice. But I think, looking at the back of Cobblers and Accrington, if someone had said, in four games' time, you're going to be second in the league, um, our goal difference would, would have snapped an arm off. Our own arm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think we'd been chuffed with it, but, but you weren't happy, were you? I thought it was an opportunity to go ahead of them. And having seen the game, I think we should have. It was, again, defending set pieces that let us down. Um, but they, they're full of praise for us, how much football we played and how not like Wickham we were. <laughs> As they put it, um, that's always a good compliment. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm happy where we are in the league. Good. Looking back, <laughs> he's happy with second. <laughs> but it could have been better. Yeah, it could, yeah, be could be first. Yeah. I think on the Plymouth game, we could have been. It's one of those ones before the game. I think most people would have taken a point. We should have been three-one up at half time, despite probably on balance of play, Plymouth having the better of it. And then second half, we blitzed them in every way bar actually putting the ball in the back of the net. Uh, Hilton had two gilt-edge chances, uh, what, both of which were very good defending, but if you give them a chance to, to get a toe in, then you, you end up not scoring. Um, but then yeah. he manages to score a complete peach against York. It's like, how did he yeah. do that? And yeah, what one-on-one -on -one with the keeper, and he just wants that extra touch. So, yeah. um, well, he did that. He did that. He did those runs again that we saw at York. Yes, he did. He made so there's some brilliant runs. Um, got two defenders around him in the corner flag, and somehow he comes away with the ball, ends up almost yeah. putting it on a plate for Bowery. <laughs> and that was the other thing. He was looking for Bowery a lot. They actually were forming quite a good partnership, which. Mm. It's a strange thing to say about Danny Hilton. Um, yeah. <laughs> as I said in the last one, I love him. But I think Appleton wonders how to fit him in with players who play so well together. Yeah. And actually, I think it's one of the growth things I've seen of him just in the last month or so with his play with Bowery is getting much more link up. Yeah, he... I think I saw with him and Ruth. I think they, they were both very individual players. Yes. Whereas... I think him and Barry seem to be playing well together. I think it's interesting with Danny Hill because there was a period maybe two or three months ago when a lot of us thought he was going to fade off and his Oxford United career might have been at an end and he might have just gone and 
But um, I think was there an offer from Hartlepool for him in yes. mm. January? Yeah. Turned it down. And um, he's really, I mean, the last few games he's just been, he's been so on it, and the the energy we saw from him last year is, seems to have come back a lot. And um, he's sharp. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Which we can say about. Um, I'm not sure if this came up in the last podcast, but we can say about a few players while Stapleton's been around. Ruth, very recently, yeah, it was because yeah. of a niggle that he was left out, but he's come back and he looks so so sharp compared to how he has been. You look back, Jake Wright earlier in the season only came back in in the end because Dunkley was um, was carrying a knock, or, or Mullins was one of them was carrying a knock, um, and that can sort of lead us on quite nicely to um, Dunkley in at the moment, and when Wright comes back fit, what happens? Well, I'm kind of disappointed. The way that people keep going on about how many injuries that Plymouth had, we had a few people out when we played them, Yep. and the reputation system that Appleton's used incredibly well, nobody's talking about the players that we were missing because it looked like a first 11. Mm. Yes. Which three of the back four um, were under 22. Yeah. And And it was a last minute change of a keeper due to an injury as well. Yeah. Um, Ruffles come in in the last couple of games and despite everybody seeming to fear the worst, certainly from looking at the forums and things. Yeah. um, He was a bit shaky, he gave the ball away a few times, but he battles hard to get it back and certainly... And he's when he st- did he make strong. his defense, make, when he did make his errors, he certainly got back in and worked hard to win the ball back. He didn't mm-hmm. just drop his head and, and, and just be disappointed that and think, oh, I've been out the squad for a while. I'm not doing well. The gaffer's going to drop me as soon as Lundstrom gets back. He really fitted in and looked like he wanted to be there and wanted to fight for yeah, the yeah. place. And there does seem to be a feeling around the squad that they get a, if they get a chance to be in the squad. It's not the gaffer's got his favourites, and like you said yeah, about yeah. Dunkley coming in, I don't think Wright will come back in. Certainly not. Um, well, he didn't earlier in the season. No. Until he, until he I, had to. I think, and he's shown it with the keepers. Like, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about them more later. But when ones come in and not <laughs> dropped a clanger, they have kept their spot. There's no Slocum's number one, so, you know. I'll drop him because I have to, but then after a few games I'll bring him back in. Yeah. No, it's you are then that's your spot until you deserve to be dropped or I think or somebody else is doing better yeah, yeah. in training or whatever. He doesn't seem to have favourites. Yeah, and yeah. in in the past that's why especially you think Jake Wright in particular was that kind of player that he because he's obviously he's picked up knocks and he's been injured at times before, but you always knew as soon as he was fit. He, he was, was the one in. player who was or right back in. in yes, some exactly. Instances. Yeah, whereas whereas now you get the sense there's like a it's a proper squad game. I mean, like you, you can't you can't there's not a favoured eleven and then everyone else is a reserve. You've got different players for different situations. I mean, like Dunkley is a completely different player to Wright or Mullins. You know, you don't want the ball at his feet, do you? But but when you're when you're facing a kind of an aerial bombardment, I'd I'd rather have him in there than than than. And yeah, you're hand- taking a corner. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah he handled Reed incredibly well at the weekend. Reed bullet tried to bully him, shoved him both hands at every opportunity, and Dunkley just gave as good as he got. And he didn't really. After the first 20 minutes, I don't think Plymouth really had much. And I saw on the Plymouth forum they were full of praise. They were saying the number 33 was immense. 
Yeah, and uh, he's also had uh, come up against Akin Fenwa this season. Yeah. And, and held his own there, which, you know, that's a brave man. Absolutely. so far we've come that, you know, that we go to Plymouth and we're disappointed that we've got a point because we could have had more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, second against third, we were we were looking at that game as we can win that, which is fantastic. Talking about Plymouth, we wouldn't be um, great sort of fans of the club if we didn't talk about the weekender and what the club did behind that. Uh, did anyone go and join in with the weekender? We went down for wasn't able to go unfortunately Friday or. Sunday, so we didn't do the weekender, but we did go down early on the uh, Saturday, take part in the, the fans five-a-side tournament. And, Excellent. Uh, join which, in with a few of them. Which Oxford won, didn't Yes. Incidentally, Kat sent one of their. Uh, I did put one of them in hospital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a block tackle, not a Dean Saunders style block tackle, an actual block tackle. But um, I came away with the ball and turned around, and he was pounding the floor behind me. So. Okay. They sent him off to hospital, but other than that, um, yeah, it was a it was a good morning. Yeah, the uh, the best Oxford team played the best Plymouth uh, team, and we won that. And the worst Oxford team played the worst Plymouth team, and we won that one as well. Oh, so um, yeah, it was a uh, it was good fun. It was a uh, which uh, one were you with? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was good fun anyway. And and although you didn't go to the sort of two extremes of the weekend. Yes, was so there I, a real sense of unity behind it? There was, yeah. I think the, the Friday night party, um, which was held at the same venue as the, the five-a-side, um, went down pretty well. I think Sweet Caroline was pretty much on karaoke rotation yeah, yeah, yeah. all night. Weren't Plymouth invited as well, Plymouth fans, to some of it? Um, they might have been, I'm not sure. Apparently the barbecue was really good quality, so yeah, I think it was, um, yeah, five a fee, entry ticket and a burger, which was, wasn't a crappy burger, it was like a gourmet burger. Um, I spoke to a few people who were down with their families and things, um, who went to the beach and had a great laugh, so hopefully that will be something that will be done. Um, I think they're looking at doing it somewhere else, hopefully seaside again. Well, what's, what's nice as well is in previous seasons, whenever the club have done anything particularly special like um, Army Day or there was a fans day a few years ago where there was a tenor out on the pitch singing uh, Ness and Dorma before the game, full on like flamethrowers, all of this stuff, and it's like a massive build-up and then Oxford go and mess it up. But you look at this season, we've had the Stevenage as the away day, well, what a fantastic away day that was. You've had this where, although we didn't get all three points, it was a good game, it was a great atmosphere and it got all of that. And you've got a few things coming together and hopefully, um, I, I actually can't believe that it's taken... How long have we been recording? 15, 15 minutes. minutes. Uh, for us to mention Wembley. But hopefully <laughs> Wembley will be another one. Um, and all of these things have to add up to something great. Um, so, Wembley. Has everyone got their tickets? Big time. Big yeah. time. Yeah, of course. Yeah, what's the day? <laughs> uh, how many are you bringing with you? Uh, we've bought... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got six tickets for us. Coming, two coming from Ireland and two uh, from Nottingham Way. So try and come when they can. So. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Uh, I've got six, uh, bringing some uh, family and uh, bringing an Aston Villa fan to give him some cheer for the oh, He's got to see one team yeah. win. Well, well, he's seen lots of teams win this season. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if that made it in. <laughs> um, I'm taking six as well, so that's, that's, that's good. I actually 
the tickets went on sale, I kind of went, well, I want to go. I'll get six tickets because <laughs> I knew I knew I'd be able to find someone who'd have who'd have the other the others. So uh, that's we did fine. the same. We got twelve between us. Yeah, um, <laughs> we're not a couple. We are brothers. I think Paul said this <laughs> earlier on. But yeah, we've got we've got twelve between us and uh, a variation of fans all sort of follow Oxford but don't necessarily support them. Yeah. But they'll be wearing Oxford shirts. So we're responsible for a good sort of forty plastics between us. <laughs> that was in funny uh, air quotes. Yeah. Um, although our dad will be there and our granddad will be there and they're they're definitely yellow through and through. And some of them will be coming to at least one game, possibly more before the end of the season. I think so on the discussion of, of that, I think people underestimate how many people who are coming to Wembley go to at least a couple of games a yeah. season. I think the idea that the 6,000 fans that go weekly are the same 6,000 people every week is yeah. is a bit of a, a misleading one. Yeah, I think, I think as soon as people think about things logically, which I'm small, sure, all football fans will do. Um, <laughs> eventually. Uh, then yeah, it, uh, all of a sudden everyone's just stopped listening to this recording. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it, you've got the season ticket holders which count every time. I don't know if we've got an exact number on that. It's, yeah. it's just over 3,000 I think, isn't it? But then those other 3,000 do swap and change. I think also the thing, the thing on the argument of the plastics and the day trippers and that sort of thing, it's sort of like, well, we've, some people have seen online who keep writing about this. Who don't like the day trippers and that sort of thing? You think we've got a day out at Wembley? You know we're going to Wembley. Let's talk about that. Well, if we took six thousand fans, it would be rubbish. Yeah, I'd rather have sort of twenty-seven thousand people who want to join in than be Fleetwood and only ask for seven thousand tickets in the first place. And we got more day trippers than them lot down the road. So yeah, yeah. (laughs) very careful not to bring to the swear charger. Well well done. done. (laughs) Um, But yeah, last time we went to to Wembley, of course, you know. was the season after we were seeing average crowds of seven and a half thousand yeah so clearly you know there are people who must have gone along that that day and thought well this is good I'll come back for more and then of course Chris Wilder kind of screwed that up a bit <laughs> but you got a chance to recapture a bit of that haven't we so is that yeah. in the swear that name you just said maybe after that game uh, yeah, that's, that's yeah, like it's a, fill the swear jar up now I think. it's a funny one they, the thing that I think we need to look at for that for that game, uh, I do think it was a poor refereeing decision cost us. But at the end of the day, they got the three. Oh damn! I did a, a football uh, football cliche. Um, yeah, it was one of them. It was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of them. But in in terms of that game, I do think it was down to a poor refereeing decision. But they got the three points. We didn't. On on we go with it. We well, it wasn't one poor decision, well was it? No, no, it was a it was a, a catalogue. <laughs> but well done to them. They they haven't they didn't start with the biggest budget, although January turned into a bit of a kid in a sweet shop sort of situation. They've pulled themselves together and they are absolutely pulling away. And yeah. congratulations for that with the resources they've got. I think to a certain extent we've got to put Northampton out of our minds and just yeah. focus on what we're doing. You know, I mean, they're they're what are they eleven points ahead? They're just six points next season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're, they're winning the league. We're also in the autos, and we're going to Wembley. This is this is. There's nothing wrong. It does with both feel a little bit like when it was us and Dagenham in the conference, and there seemed <laughs> yeah. to all of a sudden appear a bit of niggle there, which I guess is just well, the closeness of it, or the Stevenage one, yeah. 
Um, I mean, they remind if, me a little if bit. Northampton end up like either of those two sides <laughs> in four years, five years' time. Five years? Is that long? We're actually <laughs> seeing a lethal combination at the moment of Wilder with money, which. <laughs> Oxford have always been seen as having these massive budgets, but it hasn't necessarily been true. All of a sudden, he's got money to play with, and it's... And getting punted players all over the place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do they have a lot of money now, or um, what is well, the situation? He claims, oh, well, we can't afford players like Jordan Barry or something, or, or whoever. But they can but they afford can, Collins. Yeah, they can afford Collins, who Colchester can't afford. It is Colchester he's come from, isn't it? Shrewsbury, wasn't it? Whoever it is, they can't afford to keep him on, even though he's really good, but... Cobblers can, and he couldn't afford Jordan Barry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think you're accusing Mr. Wilder of saying value. something a little bit, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Mind surely gaming. not. Surely not. <laughs> it wouldn't be like him to talk his sides no, resources no, down. No, he would no, never no, do no, such no, a thing. No, I think he just suggested Barry wasn't um, good value for money. Which uh, was it? Six and nine. Uh, yeah, and that's six starts. So, yeah. yeah. Six. six um, with winning the points at. Pompey, oh, and, and, and he's Wimbledon. not punted any of them. No. <laughs> right, transfers out. Um, Huben's gone for the full season now. Is that it for him and Oxford? I think it might well Unless be. he suddenly turns up with a bag of gold at was it Grimsby's at? I thought it was a yeah, bag of gold, I thought it was a leprechaun. <laughs> 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 Um, You're making your own case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it Grimsby? Is it yes. Grimsby? Yeah. yeah. I saw him actually. Puts loads of goals in. I mean, I can't really. And if it, like, I think Matt, you were saying on the last podcast, I think fans really want him to do well, and yeah. I don't know. It just feels like it isn't going to happen now. Does well, it? especially now Bowery is. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, it's he's a step up, isn't it, Bowery from Huben? Yeah. I mean, I saw um, Grimsby's game against Forest Green was on was live on TV, and that was that was Huben's. Um, uh, debut really annoying by the way just going back to another thing from last last episode every single time he got all the ball the commentators were calling him Hoban and it <laughs> it just grated it just starts to get really annoying but he just I mean he looked the same as he did it you know as he has done the whole time he's been been here lively a nuisance but he, you know he, he didn't score sub subbed off and he, you know he didn't really achieve anything so it was which yeah. earlier on in his career, he came to England for something and, and couldn't fit in, so went back to Ireland. And this was meant to be his, quite possibly. <laughs> which actually, I don't think, I don't think's a bad shout. Mm. No, I think he's he looked best for us when he was dropping in, holding the ball up, and having yeah. runners go yeah. past him. But he just doesn't look like scoring. And you sign a twenty-goal a season striker, expect him to get more than two. Yeah, let's discuss. <laughs> 20 goal a season striker, that phrase again. Uh, Roof has now exceeded that. I've heard the same fans say we need a 20 goal season striker, and since that is since Roof have gone, or oh, we can't rely on one person. <laughs> <laughs> and it's annoying to say the least, especially when we're not. We've, we've also got Circum up there, we've got Hilton up there. If you Bowery's kind of pro rata, yeah, Bowery, he's definitely up there. Well, so. Plymouth and some of them described him as the best striker they've seen at Memphis season. 
Yeah, they were giving him a lot of a lot of love. The runs he was yeah. making were really intelligent. Yeah. Well, he's confident as well. His finish against uh, Pompey and his finish against Wimbledon, and the sort of finishes of goals we haven't seen for a long, you know, we hardly ever see goals like that at Oxford. He's just a, a clinical sort of ball put through, he dragged a defender out, shot across and... It went in. Oh, it's one of those ones where you've got a foot to aim for yeah. and hit it. Yeah. At last, we've got a striker who will shoot. Yeah. Yes. The amount of times it's in the box, you're like, no, he's laid it off to someone else, he's laid it off yeah. to someone else. It's just like, I know you're being told to wait until the right shot, but yeah. make sure you shoot. And when he when he hits those shots, you look at it and think, oh yeah, those guys, those are, those are players, oh yeah. Those only go against us. Other players out, we've got um, Ishmael's gone, Back to Wolves with the door still open and then over to Cambridge. So I'm guessing that door's now shut. Yeah. Uh, they were saying he looks very promising. I think I should imagine he was probably meant to come on against York and then Evans came on for the injured scars and that was that. Well, he looked very good again. Was it Mansfield he played against? Yeah, he, he came, came on. on he looked pretty decent that night. Yeah, um, was finding finding people as he crossed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, you've got Ruth in form, Hilton yeah. can play out wide as well, Maguire, McDonald, Nadal. McDonald, when was the last time he played 90 minutes? Has he? He does seem to be the first sub every week now, yeah. doesn't he? Mm. But there might be, but, but if it's best he, to have he someone who does that. a lot, and it might be that they're saying, go play for... 60, 70 minutes and put everything in and then we'll see where we are and whether we put a more defensive minded player on or a more attacking player on but yeah we do see out wide now is somewhere where earlier in the season we had three and now we seem to have an abundance of players playing out wide and I think that's helped by having players like Bowery come in up top which frees up either Hilton or Roof to get drop wide and there's options Yes, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, decent effort on it. Every time Evans is mentioned, that should be that should come up. <laughs> decent effort on it. Um, other people that have gone out. Uh, Roberts has, has um, headed over to Barnet uh, for the. Is that the remainder of the season as well, or is it just a month? Off the top of my head, I don't know. Should have looked that up. <laughs> um, but a for a little while, yes. We were hoping he was going to score against Plymouth because the day that he went, they were playing Plymouth when we were playing York. Well, I, have to say, I found that pitch. shock, that he move. Was... Sorry, go Sorry, on. no, I was just going to say he was on the pitch when, uh, when, when Barnett scored. Which is as good as scoring. Yeah, 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 yeah it counts. I was going to say, though, it was, it was a shot for me. I've obviously seen him a bit uh, at Oxford City while he, while he was there because obviously through work and things like that. And it never really happened for him there. And by the end of his time there, he was, you know, coming off the bench for the last 10 or 20 minutes and struggling to kind of make an impact. And see him all of a sudden, I mean, struggling in Conference South, suddenly get a move to, to a League Two club. I mean, that's a great move for him in, 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 in that sense. But uh, a little bit, a little bit of a head scratcher. Yes. Yeah. I can, I can kind of imagine they must be playing a very different way to. Oxford United did, as you say, Oxford City did, because Martin Allen's a, a very different sort of manager. Yeah, um, they've got the Kindy up front, so if he can buzz around, waiting for flip ones, you know, yes. That's where that's where he excels, actually. If, if you can put, if, you know, if you can flick the ball onto him, or just, you know, give them half a chance. Stick, exactly. Just stick him in, stick him in the box, and have to have the ball falling to him. That's that's where you want it. Yeah. I think Appleton's been great with him. He's, I mean, he said. 
he, when he came back from Oxford City, he put him on the bench and he told him that he probably wasn't going to come on, but he wanted to, him to feel back involved with Oxford United, having not had a good loan spell. Yeah. And then, and he said since then as well, him going out to Barnet is it's kind of a no pressure situation for him. Just go yeah. and play some football and then we'll see where we are at the end of I think it is till the end of the season I, it certainly was implied that that was the plan even if it well, was a one said month the next yeah. thing he sees kind of with Oxford United is pre-season which means he will be here next season and, and another thing for, for any sort of anyone saying are we he obviously isn't interested in robbers Horton and Humphreys are both um, parted ways with the club today, yep. to go over to Norway so if that was the case with Roberts, surely the same thing would have happened. I'm assuming Roberts can't play a week on Saturday. It depends. On FIFA, he would be able to, <laughs> as, as I'm sure we all know, but so I'm there sure we go. the official rules. That's, um, that's decided then. It's usually within the contract, I think, that they can or they can't. I wouldn't have thought we'd, just because if anything happens, then it's usually you only play against your parent club if it's alone with when the window opens you're going to transfer isn't it otherwise yeah. I don't think generally unless we sent in there on a mission to concede some cheeky own goals talking about players in we've obviously spoken about Bowery uh, Waring 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 I Waring um, not seen much of him really I think his problem has been Bowery and Hilton are doing really well yeah and he's um it's a different. It's kind of a strange signing because he looks a little bit lumbering, a little bit slow. But obviously six foot five. Um, but he, he dropped very deep at Plymouth the whole time he was on. Whether that was a we need somebody who's defending as much as with the set pieces they were putting in. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a it's a strange one. I'm not. He just didn't seem to get near the ball at, at Plymouth or in the other. But he's only had sort of five-minute cameos so far. So he might be another one that isn't up to fitness levels. Um, so whether we yeah. get him fit and then send him to Cambridge for the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, it's, it seems strikers always sort of worry me with Oxford. You look at the last seven years and um, Wilder had been over never really brought in anyone else like Craddock looked like he was yeah yeah so he had he had been but everyone he brought in Craddock looked as if he had some ability but didn't care Smalley I I don't know so many things you can say about him Um, and then looking sort of more recently obviously Hilton came in Appleton didn't bring him in but Huben is someone we have mentioned. Nanjale. <laughs> <laughs> this got a screamer the other day. Yeah, All right, he stop it. Saturday, <laughs> I say we bring him back. <laughs> well, he it's... was mostly made of elbow, though, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> is he a Orion? It, yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. I laughed. I laughed at bringing him back. I'm sorry. When oh. <laughs> it all goes wrong on Saturday, I am so yeah. sorry. Um, but I think that's what we were worried about with Bowery last episode. And we were talking about, well, let's remember, he did score against Portsmouth and he has got us the three points and we were trying to look at positives. I don't think anyone mentioned he might be awesome. <laughs> and and he, has, like, he has shown himself to be quite good. Like, Waring could be the same. The long ball up to him. Yes. Well, and I mean, Waring might be the same. Our, our kind of, we went through that little wobble, but our kind of upturn in form again coincided with, with his upturn in form. I, I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't get down to Exeter. But I'm listening on the radio, 
hearing Barry at the, at the start of the game, I, I, I sort of said, ah, oh, this guy's just not good enough. We need to get rid of him. And then, of course, he went and sort of scored two goals, and he's been on fire since then. So, yeah. you know, shows what I know. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Well, he's one who didn't, he was, again, wasn't fit when he came in, was he? I don't think, and that's why. But every time they pump a ball at his head, he looks like he tries to get his chest on it. Mm -hmm. And when it is coming at head height, that makes him look really awkward when he's trying to bring something down that he has no chance of bringing down. He doesn't seem capable of jumping. Um, basically, despite his height, he's not—he's not going to win a header. He jumps near players. He doesn't want to be challenging for headers. Leave that to to Waring and Hilton. But and Alex McDonald, who's called the header back. Yes, and Taylor. But he's so different from—he's different from all of the players we have. Really, he's probably closest to Roof, which you would never pump the ball up to Roof's head. But put it put it in the channel, look for him to do something yeah. a bit special, and he's much more that kind of player. And it'll be quite exciting when Lundstrom's back. Ruffles has done well coming into it, but the, the pass of Lundstrom to a run of Bowery, when, they, when they're in sync, will, I think, be something quite special, mm. hopefully, at Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> and I meant, sorry, I mentioned um, when we were talking about Hilton, about the partnership he seems to be getting with Bowery. Um, I wonder as well whether the fact that Barry runs in behind and does those you know annoying runs that defenders don't like because you know he's going to keep going, so you have to go as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, whether that takes some of the running pressure off Hilton, which has kind of freed him. He doesn't have to run every channel. Well, yeah, Barry ran more than anyone else on the pitch and had only played for 79 minutes um, yeah. against Exeter, didn't he? But um, that kind of frees Hilton up to one. just be as... Self, um, all over the place. Yeah, um, and make those runs, but he doesn't have to make every one. So I mean, he looks knackered from five minutes on, but he must actually be knackered at some point. Like um, Hilton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Will he get <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's hope not, because it's it's after this one. Yeah. The, it gets wiped. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Where it moves to fifteen, I think, yeah. rather than specifically wiped. But yeah. Well, he could still reach that. <laughs> he, could yeah. still, he could still get the the remaining ones. Um, right. Other things I was going to ask: Do we need a new goalkeeper either this season or certainly looking into next season? Um, I don't want this to be played back to me in two years or something when Slocum's kept. Ten clean sheets in a row or something, but I, I just, I just can't see either of our current keepers cutting. If League One is the aim, which obviously it is, I can't see either of them cutting it in League One. I'd love to, I'd love to be proved wrong, but um, I just can't is see it. Is there some way to genetically combine them? <laughs> <laughs> well, still be weak on crosses. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you put them when you say combined, you mean one yeah. on top of the oh, yeah. other. <laughs> And Ryan Clark and Billy Turley, just all of them all together. Well, to be honest, yeah, I yeah. think in the last, I don't know, eight years, probably Ashdown. He only did a handful of games, but when he was yeah. in goal, I, I felt comfortable. But keepers yeah. coming from crosses, doesn't is, and it's not just us, I don't think. I actually read, you know, a lot of fans have been saying, you know, McCormick was brilliant for us and did all the things that Slocum and Bushell, I'm going with Bushell, I don't care what Bushell. Nathan does yeah. on the radio, yeah. I'm going with Bushell. Where did that begin? I can't keep up with that. <laughs> or Buckle, that's another one. Yeah, goes, that's another one, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, people were saying that McCormick comes for crosses, which, you know, 
we should have looked at keeping him, even though that was a while ago now. But the Plymouth fans absolutely slating him from Saturday, saying that he keeps flapping at crosses. So I think it is a League Two wide problem. I think coming for crosses at this level is a difficult thing to judge. Which is where maybe the, um, the cobbler's got it bang on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a disgraced championship <laughs> referee, uh, goalkeeper. Oh. Well, and referee. And referee, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. only how it's. <laughs> um, what handball? So, looking <laughs> at next season, well. yeah, do you just give Max a go? One thing that, that Paul suggested earlier before we started recording was uh, maybe if, if we get to the point where we're mathematically promoted with three games to go, you recall Max and put him in goal for the last three games. See how he copes. He's been doing reasonably well, I think, at, at Southport, isn't it, where, where he is at the moment? No, yeah. It's a different, a different level, though, obviously. But I don't know. I mean, I, you get the impression he's obviously been sent out because he's not ready yet. Yes. Well, there comes a time when he's been at the club for. I know it, it's slightly different with goalkeepers to outfield players, and that they they don't peak until they're older. But there, there comes a time. He's been at the club for a while now, and he's been the kind of the promising prospect for. It feels like forever. I remember when we were talking about Crocombe and Tyrone Marsh as the great next great hope. So you know, there does come a time when he has to either be given a chance or we have to accept he's not gonna gonna make it. And obviously, we kind of hope it's going to be the, the former. Woodley as well. Yes. Woodley. Oh, yeah. Bring us a Woodley fact next. Yeah, yeah. I'll try. On the keepers, what I think is probably most likely is that Slocum has another year, I think, on his contract and Rochelle doesn't. I think that may be the deciding factor in the summer. And they look, I can't believe that it's not a position that they're thinking of strengthening. Um, somehow. That's what Waring's in for. They're just training him up. <laughs> well, I wonder what being on the bench for Jack Stevens did. Well, I know it's been but it must have done something to him just to be in and around it. Yeah. Um, the next five games, obviously, blocks of five, and this falls in perfectly. We've got Orion, Dagenham, and Redbridge, Barnet, Stevenage, and Cambridge. Um, I, I don't know what to expect from these, to be honest. Again, you've got a mixture of promotion candidates, relegation candidates, and don't know what they're fighting for, really. But comfortable for our eight points? Yes, I think so. I did this in my head the other day, and I can't remember what order I had them in, but I had a... And I looked back after I didn't, and I was like, that's way too optimistic. But I had 11 points. I think I had two draws and three wins. Um, I think that I had a draw against Orion and Stevenage at home. I think I had a draw as, cause, just because it's at home. Two and a half. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't see us not getting eight points in this block. Orion's going to be interesting. They've got some decent players. They're an odd side, aren't they, Orion? You just don't know what they're going to do. It's a big game for some of our fans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For obvious reasons. It's not mentioned the last time they came to the Yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of spice added there. I think it's something that the players 
need to completely ignore though. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I think they will. Uh, they, they're pretty good at kind of shutting themselves off from all the kind of, well, as Appleton described it last season, white noise, you know, they, they just, I think they're quite focused on the football. And I, I don't know, footballers in general, I don't think they're that affected by, by what goes they on in the stands. No, exactly, yeah. You know, they don't know anything, they don't know about you know, what happened between us and Orient. That's ancient history. It was 10 years ago, wasn't it? So it's... After looking at the York game, you've got to be hopeful about Dagenham, I'd have thought. Barnet, do you reckon out for a bit of revenge? Barnet are very good at home. Yeah, yes. they're they good at home against the bigger clubs, aren't they? It's like second best record at yeah. home in the league. Well, yeah, but that means they're not that great away and they managed to beat us. Good point. Good point. <laughs> so, yeah, they I think they've won twice away, haven't they? Uh, well, well I, I know one of them. <laughs> some of the form at the moment just seems all over the place. Because you do have, I mean, obviously you have form sides and our form and yeah, Northampton's form, but then you have Plymouth. Yeah, they lost, exactly, yeah. they lost to Hartlepool and you wouldn't have backed yeah. that at the start of the uh, day and at all. Plymouth had the best defensive record in the league, I think, before we played them, and we ripped them open time and time again. And if yeah. we could shoot five seconds earlier than we tried to, we'd have been out of sight in that game. So form does just... The, the league this year seems to be throwing up all sorts of results all over the place. Yeah, yeah so, well, Stevenage, uh, again, in talking about revenge might want to prove themselves a bit obviously different management now so we're not going to get to see Teddy sharing it that's going to be a highlight of the season <laughs> unfortunately we're going to Wembley instead I don't know if anyone's mentioned it <laughs> yeah. that's the same yay um, and Cambridge which of course is the uh, one of two times uh, in the recent seasons we'll get the media trying to make out there's a rivalry there just because the universities have a, a boat race I have my own family uh, derby there. My cousins are Cambridge fans, so they hate Danny Hilton. Oh, I hate bet. him. I spoke to my cousin about it, and he said it's there was uh, I think it was last year at home, and he won a free kick, which was never a free kick. They jeered him, and he got up and winked at them, and then went into the box and headed the free kick into the net and celebrated in front of them. I think he, he, there was definitely a free kick and we scored from it that he won. I can't See, remember who scored it, but he uh, took great pleasure in, uh, in letting them know. He's going to move on to a different club. And do it They're to going us. to play against Oxford and we're going to feel that. He is just a wind-up merchant, though, isn't he? Yeah. Which, yeah. when he's when he's playing when for he's you, on your team, yeah, that's that's right. Right. I don't mind having that sort of player. I quite. How many times have we been against wind-up merchants? Who, yeah, exactly. Like you say, you just, you just hate them. But when one plays he did for it at Wimbledon as well, didn't he? Because he used to play for Wimbledon, and when the second went in, he had his head right in the net, making faces of the home fans, and he was like, oh. He never like, seems to do it when we avoided that that yeah. tenth kick. He only seems to do that when we're one goal up as well, which makes me nervous. Yeah. yeah. Do it if we're four 0 up. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go in there if you want. But yeah. I think my favourite halting moment this season is the uh, the third against Notts County at home when he he didn't run through the defence. He just ran round all four of them who were in a little yeah. group. 
carried on running, put the ball in the net, just carried on running <laughs> up into the east stand. I think, yeah, I think him booking the ref, you know, at home. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, good. Yeah, that yeah. was a highlight, definitely. Yeah. Which, if you're a ref and you're going to do that, you deserve to get booked, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, right, so close to wrapping up, I think uh, we're going to try and do a podcast just before the Wembley game, so everyone should be able to listen to that on the way to Wembley. Um, on a side note from that, train fares to Wembley from Oxford, pretty steep. <laughs> Um, fortunately, I don't live in Oxford, so mine are nice and cheap. Um, but one thing I would like to get added to this podcast is last time we did a pod- podcast, uh, Paul, you said that Danny Hilton hasn't scored for a while. Since then, he scored four. So anything. Say the Bowery was rubbish. As well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what would you like to add this time? I think you decided earlier. Yeah, Jake Wright hasn't scored for a while. Yeah, yeah, like a decade. Yeah. So let's see what happens there. Football gods, if you're listening, <laughs> Wembley would be a perfect time. Yeah, he's never scored at Wembley. No, even Clark has. Clarkie has scored at Wembley. Yeah. Oh, that is something I so wanted to ask. So you just put, got Jake Wright guaranteed to put in his own. Uh, <laughs> well done. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor Kettle. Uh, we didn't mention Trevor Kettle. He may have done us a huge favour for anyone who hasn't seen the Trevor Kettle decision for, well, against Accrington Stanley. <laughs> Give it a watch. Um, did feel sorry for them and I hope it doesn't kind of spur them on, but that's a, a shocking decision. Yeah. We're, we're just going to talk Oxford. If that had happened to, to us at the weekend, we wouldn't have discussed anything else for the whole of the last hour. That would no. be... That would be I think if that happened against us as well, I'd be in a state of shock. Well, it, it probably did us a favour, but it's still, like, there is a, such a sense of injustice, and I know that Kettle's refereed games that we've been in, and I know that he's been just as awful there. Well, maybe not just as awful, but he's been awful there. But it's just, how is he still refereeing at this level? Well, he seems to get rewarded as well. I think he got a... Fourth official. Oh no, he came from a fourth official in the championship or something. He took over that game quite late, I think. But yeah, he gets jobs all over the place. So. Oh, and we should also mention because today is Monday. Uh, tomorrow we don't have a fixture, um, but there is fourth v fifth and sixth v seventh. So draws all round. Could be a. It'd be nice to have a stress-free Tuesday evening for once. Yeah. Well, it won't be stress free though because they yeah. I'll be I'll be paying attention to those games. So you two are sort of okay because you 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 know you're a couple, so you know what to expect. But I know that my girlfriend is thinking he's not a football tomorrow, so he's not going to be checking his phone all the time. Yeah. Is that, yeah. I am. I'm going to be doing that. No, uh, so. we shall be uh, taking one for the team and uh, heading out to. Uh, Malaga uh, to scout out for the yellow army um, locations. Yeah, he has a child that he wants to spend time with. Apparently, some people part time is probably talk more sense. Lovely. Well, thanks very much for listening, everyone, and do treat us again. It was great to hear from you. Um, yeah, we'll we'll speak to you just before Wembley. Thank you and goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>